And now it is time to get started. Y'all, this is what a friendship with Kim Killebrew will do to you. Eight years I have led Bible study, small group, and I outran her as long as I could. And now it's time. So, good morning, and welcome back to Bible study. I do know a lot of you in here, but some of you I don't. So I'm going to tell you that my name is Stacy Malone. And while I have led small group for a while, this is my first time in large group. My heart is beating out of my chest. I feel like y'all can probably hear it through this terrible microphone. But I am married to Michael, and we have been for 23 years. And we have two sons, Walker, who's 16, and Fletcher, who's 13. I hope you all had a wonderful and relaxing Christmas break and are ready to jump back into the Psalms. Okay. This passage we read and studied this week was Psalms 136. It is a remembrance psalms that is often read as a responsive reading. I would like for us to read that together now. And I want to encourage you to really hear the words that you are saying. Let those six words sink in deep. I will read the first part of each verse, and you guys will respond with, For his steadfast love endures forever. Feel free to open up the scripture now and read along as well if you would like. Okay? All right, let's start. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him who alone does great wonders. To him who by understanding made the heavens. To him who spread out the earth above the waters. To him who made the great lights. The sun to rule over the day. The moon and stars to rule over the night. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. And brought Israel out from among them. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm. To him who divided the Red Sea in two. And made Israel pass through the midst of it. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. To him who led his people through the wilderness. To him who struck down great kings. And killed mighty kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and gave their land as a heritage, a heritage to Israel his servant. It is he who remembered us in our low estate and rescued us from our foes. 
He who gives food to all flesh, give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that your steadfast love endures forever, Lord. Will you help us as we continue to look at this psalm to understand those words, Lord? Will you sink them down deep into our souls so that we can always remember that your steadfast love endures forever? Lord, will you give us the understanding of those words, Lord, as only you can do? And would you help us so that it will be for our good and for your glory? Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Amen. For his steadfast love endures forever. Why are we reminded of that in every verse? In my study of this chapter and in my own personal sin and life, there are three reasons that stood out to me for why this is repeated 26 times. First, because we will forget. We will forget that God is the one who brings us out of our slavery to sin, and he is the one who orders our days. Deuteronomy 6.12 says, Take care lest you forget the Lord, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And Psalm 37.23 says, The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. The Lord made a way for Israel to walk through the Red Sea on dry land because of his steadfast love endures forever. And the Lord overthrew Pharaoh in that same exact sea, because his steadfast love endures forever. We can trust him with every detail of our lives. Second, because we can so easily take credit for our lives. We can all think back and remember our time in school, right? I work really hard and have studied all the right things, so of course I made an A on that exam. I was prepared. Using our brains and our abilities is the right thing to do. But remembering that God is the one who has given us the ability to think and work and do these things is necessary. Otherwise, we easily will believe that our lives are what we have made of them. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation of shadow due to change. And in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, we see that even our faith is a gift from God. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Doesn't God know his children and our thoughts so well? And then the third reason I found to remember what God has done for us is to tell the next generation as an act of worship to the God who saved us. Psalm 78, 4 says, We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. In Psalms 103, 2, we are told to bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We are called to speak well of God for his abundant generosity and remember his benefits in order to bring ourselves to thankfulness and gratitude. Gratitude comes from remembering the wondrous works that the Lord has done on behalf of his people. We see that in Psalms 105 too. 
So today, I want to tell you about a time when I can look back and remember what the Lord did for me. When I was 18 years old, my parents sat us down and told us that they had decided to separate. They eventually divorced when I was 20 years old. Out of respect for my parents, I want to be careful with what I say here. But I also want to honor what the Lord did for me then and has done for me in the 25 years of living with a broken family. Looking back, it is not a choice I wish they had made. But the one thing I know to be steady and firm, regardless of choices and circumstances, is God and his love and care for his children. Even though I have felt the feeling of being left, I can look back and see that God has never left me or forsaken me, just like Deuteronomy 31.8 says. But y'all, he should. I am often so faithless, but he doesn't stay with me because of my faith. He stays with me because of who he is. He has provided tender care for me in so many ways. My husband Michael and I got married very young. We had dated in high school, but had broken up and moved on with our lives. Michael was living out of state for the summer and heard that my parents were divorcing and wrote me a letter telling me he was sorry to hear about that. I appreciated the letter, but didn't think too much about it. However, we did continue to write to each other over the next few months. Michael asked me to marry him in February, six months after the first letter, and we married in August of that year, one year after he wrote me about my parents' divorce. We were both 20 and still in college. People thought we were crazy to get married so young, and it did seem a little crazy, especially with all that I had going on with my family. But I can look back on these last 23 years and see how God provided a constant safe place for me to land. Marriage is hard. Ours is no different. Michael and I both look back at those first few years and see so many mistakes, so many hurts, and even a couple of times where I tried to quit. But we also clearly see a God who would not let us go and who was using our very young marriage as part of his plan to pursue us. It isn't always fun or easy now either, but it has always been safe for me, and I thank God for the gift of being Michael's wife. Another way that I can look back and see God taking such clear care of me was when my childhood best friend's dad, whom I had not seen in a while or kept in touch with really, offered me a job in his family-owned pharmacy. I was studying to be a child life specialist, so working in a pharmacy made no sense except that it was God's plan for me to be close to Dr. Dan again and have him speak truth and love into my life daily at my job. He and his wife, Miss Elaine, took Michael and I to dinner often and were always there for us if we needed them. It was a selfless love that I still hold dear to this day. And then the biggest way I can see God caring for me and my family is through this church and its people. You see, my parents' divorce was dramatic at our home church. It left me and my siblings feeling like we no longer had a place. And that church had been our place for everything. So moving forward in my marriage and Michael and I looking for a church, it was hard because I did not want to be involved anywhere. I just wanted to go, listen, and leave. I did not want to get to know anyone or even talk to people. 
Did you know that we have been at Gracie Van for 15 years? Probably not, because the first five years ago, I stuck to that plan. Go, listen, leave, repeat. But the Lord put people in my path that would not let me do that for long. People who kept speaking to me, kept reaching out to me, kept inviting me to coffee or lunch or Bible study, and most importantly, kept talking to me about God's word and what it says for the believer and how we as believers should live our lives and how we as believers should participate in his church. Not as a checklist to secure our salvation, but as an act of worship to the God who saved us. God saved us, ladies. The God who created the heavens and the earth saved us. The God who struck down the firstborn of Egypt and sent the angel to pass over the doorways with blood on them saved us. The God who struck down kings and gave Israel their land as a heritage saved us. Why? Because we are so easy to save? No. Because his steadfast love endures forever. Praise God for his faithfulness to us. So I want to challenge you to look back at the last 5, 10, 15 years of life and remember what God has done for you. If you are like I was when I started studying for this talk, you are saying to yourself, I don't know what he has done. He saved me, but doesn't he save all of his children? I don't know what God has done for me. And then you start to look back at the stories of your life. Some days he coordinates all the details for a new job, a new home, a promotion at work, a plan to stay home, a child you have waited for, a friendship you didn't see coming, or even the answer no to something you really want. And other days it is as simple as the breath in our lungs. It is all from God. It is all his one decree for your life. Write it down. We will forget. We will take credit. And we will not worship him who is the fountain of life. Trust him. Remind yourself often and move forward with your day knowing what God has already done and will do for his children. Remember and thank him as an act of worship to the God who saved you. Because as his chosen children, in heartache and joy, we know that his steadfast love endures forever. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you again for the reminder of who you are, Lord. Thank you that your steadfast love endures forever. Thank you that you are faithful to us when we are not faithful to you, Lord. Will you help us remember? Will you help us to worship you, Lord? Will you help us to not take credit? Will you put our eyes on you, Lord, for our good and for your glory? Thank you, Lord, for what you have done in our lives, even the hard things, Lord. Will you help us to look back and know that you were with us? and that you didn't leave us or forsake us. Thank you, in Christ's name, amen.